0: Hello and welcome to this cozy corner of podcasting land where we have deep, intimate conversations with people who feel good to the soul. Also, we offer new perspectives on our healing around here, self growth, or just to bring more awareness to all sorts of approaches and healing modalities that connect us deeper to ourselves. Welcome. I am Renee Novello. I am so grateful to be here with you today. And for this awesome episode coming your way, today's guest is a leadership and human design guide. She is a longstanding, highly regarded yoga teacher she is, in fact, my original and first yoga teacher that I took my training from. She's recently graduated from GMU, which ironically I did too a long time ago. She is Marsha Hofheinz. If you know her, you know her to be a straight shooter that gets in there, whether it's in a yoga class environment, guiding you with human design, or as now she is a graduated executive coach. What I love about her is she has the gift of seeing others, innate power and potential, and she's just soulful and I love her. So I hope that you too fall in love or get better acquainted with our guest today, Marsha Hoffheinz. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Renee.
1: I'm really happy you're here with me today. I'm excited to be here. I was thinking about um, you and I did this dance right before all hell broke loose. We did. On your... Which which hell? Which... (laughs) Oh, back a few years ago hell yeah yeah how about how about the 2020 version of hell okay. like whatever yes. like we did it we we it was uh, and I know this because Facebook memories keep me honest on where I am mm-hmm. in space and time and um it was like right at the end of 2019 you and I did a little chit chat
0: so this was on the podcast that I had at the time
1: that yes. was a
0: little a little bit of a different intention, but. I, yeah, I mean, and then I've been on your podcast too, a few Mm -hmm. times now. You sure
1: have. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which Which is always fun to spend time with you.
0: Thank you. Yes. I've always enjoyed that. And we always, you know, we go wherever we go. It's like, I just shared with you. I I have a couple notes, but I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have like hard and fast
1: agenda. That's just how we do. Yeah. You know, there are those that do better in this way. And then there are those that need the structure. How do you deal with people that you pull on your pod that need structure when
0: you're not? I try to instill a sense of what will happen if I don't. So I think the one thing you and I have going for us is we know each other really well. Like we've yeah. been through some, some life for a Mm while. Um, so with you, there's a comfort level, right. Where we just know we can trust each other to pull through what, you know, whatever needs to come through. And if it's someone I Mm -hmm. don't know, well, I do try to give them a little bit of a, um, format of how it will go and then, you know, answer any preliminary questions, but Mm. I do sometimes have a few things I really want to find out. or really want to dig into or know about someone, but for you, I'm like, I know how it feels to be in your presence and how you have this, at least it's, I'm pretty sure, or I assume it's like a spontaneity that comes through. (laughs) And so for us, that's kind of the fun, the fun of it is that spontaneity and you know hearing what you're passionate about catching up i mean what's what's marsha up to right now in this brand new 2023 like what is what is on your heart right now in general anything
1: yeah what's not <laughs> <laughs> um but you just said something though that i i just had to have a little chuckle about because You know, we know this about ourselves. We know certain things about ourselves. And we then spend all this time looking for others for this validation, uh, a celebration, an understanding of who we are. And it oftentimes dilutes and confuses our own internal signals because we then lose trust in ourselves. And you Mm -hmm. said the thing about spontaneity. Um, you know, for years and years, people were like, how do you, how do you teach this way? How do you talk this way? And, and I would, you know, in my very um, young understanding of who, who I was supposed to be as a leader in a wellness spiritual space, I would be like, it just passes through me. And I mean, just saying that, I mean, it does things just come to me, but it is, it's the spontaneity, and that's more accurate. And why I chuckle is it's in my human design chart <laughs> I think that I have of that course. spontaneity channel, and I just laugh because the thing that I think is hysterical, and, and, and I don't, I, I. I would prefer not to spend our entire time talking about human design. If it comes up in bits and pieces, that's fun. But I know you and I can like go off on tangents here. But the reason yes. I want to say this is because what I have learned to love about human design is it really shouldn't be telling us anything that we don't already know about ourselves. And if it's a surprise, we've just been completely living out of mm-hmm. our own we've been given too much power to everybody else around us I guess is what I'm saying so like everything that I have learned yeah so I just kind of laugh because yeah it is very spontaneous for me um you know that's interesting because um that you brought that up and what's on my heart and what I'm passionate about right now it's a lot of the same I um Last year at this time, I was preparing for executive coaching school to get a certification in organizational leadership and well-being. Sounds Mm -hmm. very impressive. Uh, Full transparency, the program was not very impressive. Did I learn Mm -hmm. something? Yes. Was it Mm -hmm. something that I um, had not learned before? No. No. However, what was interesting to me about it was it taught us this structure for coaching. And what I appreciate about this is coaching is really an art, just like teaching yoga, just like being a Reiki practitioner, just like being a human design reader, like insert skill and in their arts, right? And they mm-hmm. really are... Um they're their own containers and they belong as such. And so what I appreciated about the structure was it helps rein me back in and, and I'll liken it to, let's say you on your yoga mat, learning triangle pose, there's a structure to the pose, but you got to find yourself inside of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I'm passionate about right now is I am now doing an abundance of coaching in corporate America. Like I set out to do. And listening to these men and women struggle with this big word, imposter syndrome. It is this weird space it's weird like that that's not the right word it's this interesting moment for me to look at men and women who are of a certain um level in their careers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one would assume a certain level of comfortability comfortability Mm -hmm. yet at our baseline we are all suffering from this human condition of not being worthy enough, not being mm. good enough, not being enough to <laughs> mm. have the right answer to trust ourselves. And I, th- I, I, I was thinking a little bit about your request <laughs> to me, and like, like the good Manny Jen I am, I decided to respond to it because I think it's right, right. How do we take these teachings, whatever the teachings are, whether it's you're working with a coach and the coach is asking you to go deeper, we, you're, you're on your yoga mat, you're in a spin class. How do we take these teachings and learn to trust ourselves and not give our power away to a practice, to a philosophy, to another person, to a guru, to a teacher, to whatever? This is what's on my mind right now.
0: Um, That's so powerful. I I just want to share real quick. I want to, you can definitely finish your thought. I wanted to just highlight a few things about what you just said. You're from a corporate America background. You transitioned into yoga teaching. Not only did you dabble in yoga teaching, you full on had a career in yoga, Mm -hmm. which is a distinction all on its own. You were named top yoga teacher in the community in the town we lived in, which is a very competitive yoga kind of community. A lot of yoga teachers out there, a lot of good ones, people, you, you taught to full rooms and people also learned. I, as I did how to teach yoga from you For Mm -hmm. how many years did you do that?
1: Uh, Oh, I taught yoga. I was a yoga professional for 20 years and I, Trained teachers for ten,
0: yeah, and then you have transitioned into what comes through, again through you as being a natural guide or coach, and then took a professional coaching program from a accredited university, right? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just bringing everybody up to speed on on these reflections because. These are very much rooted in years of experience, years of seeing what people go through. And now, um, you know, I think that what you said about worth, (laughs) this is the psychic thing that happens for me. I, I had in the shower before this episode, a download about Let's talk about worth with Marsha because I, when I was naming this podcast, I was naming it feel good with Renee. And I think that that is part of like my own general essence is like, I want people to feel good. I want to explore ways to feel good, but it's also about feeling good enough. Like that could have actually Mm. been the name of this podcast is feeling good enough with Renee, because that is something I think we all deal with. So now... I, and I did ask you, I said, when you come on next week on the show, you, I want, I just want to impart a little bit of what it's like to be in a yoga class with you, because there's a reason why the rooms were filled. There's a reason why people Mm -hmm. recognize you for that. And so what you're setting up for us so beautifully is exactly that. So I just wanted to interject. Hopefully I didn't throw you too far off your thought process there, but just to bring people up to speed a little bit on you and what you are so um
1: naturally talented at yes um i did get thrown off my thought process but that's okay because uh, i'm gonna go somewhere else with this so the good enough (laughs) the big question that i started to think about why so many of us feel less than, even in our greatness? Hmm. and i I started to think, well, there's this big message out there, and it's believe in yourself, right? And so we try all these things and 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 you know, oh, Trust yourself in the middle of the room to stand on your hands when all you've ever done your whole life is stand on your feet. But yet it's somehow at 30 fricking years old. Can I swear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 30 fucking years old. We all okay. of a sudden decide, oh, I'm going to stand on my hands. We all of a sudden decide at 40 or so on whatever year old that I need to believe in myself. And we've never been taught, one, how to, and two, many of us come from families where, or schooling situations where people didn't believe in us. And let's just even take a step back and think, oh, well, I was a star athlete. And on the field, I always started, but there was always probably, and I can say this with a high sense of comfortability, because I had a child who played very competitive sports. And I know too many people who have children who play competitive sports, even if there's the star, there is a, and I say that begrudgingly, because I hate (laughs) that, like there's the, the star player, right? On a team. Mm -hmm. But there is, and we, we understand this. Like we all watch sports Mm -hmm. and we know how it goes and, but there's going to be an underlying current of there's a coach that's cutting them down to, there's that coaching mentality of like, I'm going to cut you down so that you try harder and work harder. Mm -hmm. There's going to be the kids that are on the team that are jealous of this person. So therefore they mistreat them. Or they're not, their parents are putting the pressure on them to perform and do better so that they're, so we're never really taught how to have self-trust and self-belief. And then we come to these moments where we're getting promoted to the next level of our career, we're being hired for a job, and I just had this last week, um I have a, a woman who I've been coaching for a while, and she lost her job and almost very quickly because of her because of her um reputation. Another person that she had worked with over the years referred her to this new job, this new opportunity. And she got hired right on the spot. But because her own mother was still in her ear about, oh, well, be careful because you know, da-da-da-da-da. Her mother was still playing that role of how she mothered her as a child. So this woman was sitting there with this grand opportunity in front of her and couldn't even celebrate it or be confident in it because of what she was being told by her own mom. Mm -hmm. So this worthiness the this self-worth this am i enough in for many of us is like this age-old wound that we've never been taught how to actually do it properly yeah and what i think is cool is there's our generation and then the the next several generations, right? Who now have access to all these tools to start learning how to have this confidence in themselves. And it's really hard. Because we so are taught that someone else has the answers for us. Mm-hmm. So my own personal experience right now, right? Like I just had this hip surgery. Um. Had a labral tear, hip impingement. I've had like this hip thing for my whole life on my left side. Truly, truly like just clunkiness weirdness always knew something was wrong I've had x-rays in the past nothing but nothing shows up (laughs) and what's really funny about me saying that to you is even in this last round they they saw the labral tear they saw the impingement none of the arthritis that's in my hip showed up on any of the imaging so it's just like it's just funny because when you know something's wrong or you know something's right But because the outside world doesn't see it, you then go, well, I guess it must not be true. Mm -hmm. And I think about so much of like what we do as human beings, gussying ourselves up, fancying ourselves up on the outside to show that, oh, I'm, I'm worth this. And if I think about, like, I, I was thinking a lot about this over the weekend and the years that I spent training men and women to teach yoga, and there was always something super uncomfortable about it for me. And I and I and I shifted the last several years, to be honest with you. But for the first several years, there was something that just felt off to me about it because inside I knew I was doing it wrong. I was doing it the way... We were supposed to be doing it, which was, this is what this is supposed to look like. This is how you teach it. And this is what you do. And the truth is, is that's incorrect. (laughs) The truth is, there is no one size fits all for how this pose should look and or feel or your feet should be placed for your body.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But because we diluted this beautiful practice to postures, and then that's what was sold. We lost sight of what the truth was with, with the practice. Do you ever read how yoga works? Oh, hey, doggy! I know. She's laying right here. She's <laughs> That's <awesome>. passed out.
0: <laughs> I might have. I don't remember. I'd probably okay. have to see a visual of the cover.
1: It's a beautiful story about a woman who... Um, is in prison in prison I can't remember why she has to go to prison but she's in prison and she ends up teaching the guards yoga mm. and it's her journey about um being in prison and teaching yoga and it's one-on-one yoga and it's custom to this man and that's the intention of the practice
0: so the intention isn't so much about one size fits all black and white. These are the poses, right. check the box, start your class this way, teach this in this order. Right. It's an individual, if I'm gathering what you're saying, what you're putting yeah. down. It's, an, right. it's a one-on, it's intended to be a one-on-one, one-on-one exchange.
1: Like think about Pilates, right? Pilates is the same.
0: So when someone comes into a yoga room and they don't necessarily trust themselves, they get into mm-hmm. a lot of trouble. Don't they? Myself included Correct. because you, you know, I've done that okay. many times where I push myself yeah. into places. I have no business going or I do it for the ego of it to get to the place or to not feel, isn't it interesting? Like there's this all this dynamic that plays out where it, it shows up everywhere in life, but in, in a yoga room, under the pretense of all these sort of, um, equanimity and things like that, but you Mm -hmm. still look around at what other people are doing and you, it's that fine line of that being inspiration versus not trusting yourself to, to stay your own path and to stay your own course. And you, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and to parallel this to, you know, men and women in corporate America. um, A lot of people are looking at like, well, what's my next career step? Well, I guess I want to take on managing people. And this was actually, um, I will, this is from a conversation that I had just two weeks ago. A lot of times, the only way to go up the corporate ladder or up in your job or your position or whatever is to start managing people. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, we're not all meant to manage people. I am the worst people manager. (laughs) I'm a great, I'm a great leader of groups. I'm a terrible people manager. I know this because I tried and I sucked at it. So this woman is struggling. She's struggling. She's She's talking about, well, I got to manage people, blah, blah, blah. like, well, have you ever managed people before? And she's like, yes. And I was like, well, did you enjoy it? She goes, I hated it. I'm terrible Mm -hmm. at it. Okay. But here we go right to exactly what you just said. But because on the outside, well, everybody else is progressing to the next place, which is handstand. And so I must obviously need to be doing that next, even though I hate standing on my hands and it hurts my wrists and I never done it before. And I really don't care about it but I'm going to do it anyway, because that's going to give me this perceived success and I'll I'll be rewarded. Mm -hmm. And it was just such an interesting moment for me to see this woman like clearly struggling with what her next step was going to be. And she was struggling with it clearly because she didn't have enough trust inside of herself and belief in herself to just say to her boss, like, I don't really like, you know, managing Mm -hmm. people out of fear that that's going to cost her. Sure. Right. So what's the fear outside of a work position? Well, if I tell you that I am not able to meet you on X day at X time, I might be missing out. I might be missing out on an opportunity. So then we get ourselves into what is it, FOMO? Mm-hmm. And then we just start overextending ourselves and overdoing things instead of like taking a big zoom back and going, well, this isn't right for me right now.
0: We're That's always right.
1: trying to like fit ourselves into everybody else's expectations of us. That's that to me, this is it's just becoming clearer and clearer as to why this. Imposter syndrome just creeps in so much for so many of us, whether if it was our parents, it was a sibling, it was a friend, it was a, a love interest, whether it was a teacher, it doesn't matter where it came from. We all have somewhere where a set of beliefs was given to us about ourselves that we lost trust. And we began to think that we were not good enough yeah, or worthy enough.
0: I was just going to add in that the other, well, obviously at a human level, a behavior level, we all want to feel loved and included. And if we mm-hmm. see, and we have this perception that we're not good enough or doing something enough or lovable enough, right. That's a mm-hmm. huge cost to us perception mm-hmm. wise, right. Like we feel that. And also like, it gets into these layers of these different wounds, right? Like for, Mm -hmm. you know, I can relate to this. Like you feel left out, you feel alone because you're not one of the cool kids doing the cool thing in the yoga room Mm -hmm. or in a, you know, advancement of a job or a business or anything, you know, it's like, I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be alone because that sucks. So then we push ourselves into these places and we fit these molds that aren't really honoring us. And so I love this conversation. This has been on my heart a lot. It's coming back to ourselves and coming back to finding our own inner, you know, our own inner authority on and standing on that and, and kind of dispelling some of this other stuff that we've collected along the way right. and it's been such a strong influencer and a lot of it's not I mean I'm yeah. sure what you're seeing with your corporate people like this is totally un, totally unconscious I'm sure most of them don't have any they don't understand yeah. that this is so this is a lot of what you're seeing and unpacking with
1: people now is this yeah it's I mean imposter he, yeah I mean it's actually quite incredible It's everywhere. And it's not just my corporate clients. I mean, they're, they're private clients. They're yeah. They're, I mean, I have private clients and what I mean by that is they're not hiring me through a corporation, right? It's Mm -hmm. coaching's coaching. You can, it's, it's executive coaching. It's life coaching. It's whatever you want to call it. But coach, if you're getting, being coached, I mean, you know, this coaching's coaching. It's not, there's not some like, special formula to be a coach over here versus a coach over here. It's all the same. If you've been trained to be a coach and all the trainings that I've taken, the foundation is the same. That's why I'm saying this training that I took last year, wasn't like some magical elixir. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, what was interesting about that? I went into that training feeling imposter syndrome because Mm -hmm. I was the only wellness professional in that training it was me and a bunch of government employees a sm- like a few people in higher ed and then maybe one or two people who were just like had different jobs but they everybody was in the corporate or government space somehow wow so I came in going oh they're gonna know something that I don't <laughs> And that wasn't true. In fact, it was completely the opposite. I was
0: gonna say, I bet you they didn't have any clue what they were going to be learning from right. you. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Yeah, no, it's true. Like it was, um, it was really eye opening. And I will have to say that that was a really a, as hard as doing that course was for me. And I say it was hard because here's the thing. I was like, oh, let me do this one more course, because maybe I'm going to learn something that I didn't know before, so I can go coach at this level. I already, and that's not to sound, I'm not trying to be arrogant and or egotistical, but I had just spent so much time in this space and doing so much work that I was like, oh, I know this. Okay. So if anything, it was reaffirming, but I will tell you, I really, what I appreciated about that time Was I was surrounded with many men and women who very much were like, oh, I, you, I want to learn from you. And it really was a powerful moment for me to kind of step into my Mm. uh, enoughness Yeah, that I don't have to have. My hair all done up in a special way and I don't have to be I, I can just show up as me and the p- people on the other side will go oh I see her I get her and I, I almost said I want more of her that sounds cool. <laughs> that's that. I well I didn't I did say it I didn't almost say it I actually those words just came out of my mouth <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. incorrect <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound right You know, but here's the thing. Here's what I still struggle with. And like, if we're gonna have this conversation, I think it's fair enough to say, like, so for the past few years, I've done a retreat in Tulum and Mm -hmm. I leave Tulum and all the women are like, oh my God, I'm coming back next year. (laughs) Because it's like such a it's a sugar high, right? And we leave and you feel great. And and I'm like, why wouldn't you want to come back? It really is. Forget about me and the program. It's a special time. It's a special place. And it's a great place just for yourself. So I always offer the women who come with me first dibs on rooms, right? And when everyone doesn't suddenly just like jump on board because of something that was said to me, in the yoga space and because in the yoga world everything and you know this everything is based on how many people are in the room if suddenly those people aren't like flocking to me i start going well this is going to be shit i'm not going to get enough people to go that's it no one no one wants right. to come and it just but it comes and i know exactly where it comes from i didn't have this until i was told things that i was told in like the last seven years of my time teaching yoga by women who had power over me because they were the owners of the studio and they could Mm -hmm. i'm not saying they should have, but they could so it doesn't even have to be you don't have to sometimes go far to find where it started and Be okay with the fact that it doesn't go away right away. Mm -hmm. It's just like they, we teach in yoga. And this is like one of my favorite teachings, to be honest, is get there, get the feeling, memorize it. And the next time it shows up, get there faster. So each time I catch myself going into this, like, oh shit, no one's going to sign up. I'm like, Marsha, what are you talking about? Like we have a little conversation. I, I, I move it out. But it took me a while to identify, I I, I do believe, and I, I'm curious about you, I do believe it's important to identify the moment that it had started happening for you so that you can kind of go, oh, that's not true, right?
0: Yeah, I have a visual going along with what you're explaining of, you know, Again, kind of almost a yoga teaching in of itself, but the the planning of seeds right or a success principle, mm-hmm. spiritual principle all that right It's like at some point someone threw that seed in your garden and yep. for whatever reason maybe it was completely unconscious on their part maybe they did have mm-hmm. uh, you know not the best intentions and they wanted to try to throw you off because of their own whatever projections and so forth. but when that seed lands in the garden, it's like then it's our job to either be like oh yeah I'm ex- I'm going to grow the seed I'm going to the seed the seed is staying I'm going to you know continue to foster this or pluck that seed out and be like absolutely no and it doesn't even necessarily have to involve that other person but you for yourself can identify so I do think there is something to that in understanding I think sometimes we can get caught up too much in the past stories, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. Like, we can replay these stories over and over and over again. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily serve anything either. But then there is that sense of like, oh, I know where this came from. And now I can mm-hmm. decide and be empowered right. to either choose to say, yes, I will continue to have that in my garden or no, yep. that's got to go.
1: Right. Yes. And, and, and you just said something that I... I i love 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 we can get addicted to the story or we can acknowledge the story as truth like it's our truth it's your truth it's my truth it's and not accept it as truth Mm -hmm. for the rest do you see you know what i'm saying like it happened it was said it was a moment i experienced this i'm not this Definitely. And the brain is really hard to rewire, man. So it is like, you know, I think about my front garden. You just brought up the garden. Mm -hmm. And I I I have like a total visual. I've I replanted some plants and some weeds from my backyard, decided to take a journey forward with them. And at least once a week in the summer, I have to go out and pull them. And spray my vinegar and salt and whatever concoction and sometimes i think i should just freaking use roundup Mm -hmm. (laughs) this would go by faster yeah Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that but i have to keep at it right you can't just think you're going to do it once and then it goes away and so what's interesting for me right now is watching the journey of these men and women, not even just in my coaching courses, like and not courses, my coaching clients, my one-on-ones, but it's coming up in just conversations that I'm having with young moms feeling not good enough because of these interesting perceptions and other people's realities that are being demonstrated on social media and these conversations around what motherhood should look like and what i'm like thank god i'm not a young mother right now because i think i'd be losing Mm -hmm. my mind but there is this like am i enough am i doing this right this this big conversation that's going on and it's not just it's not just in work it's just in life and i think one of the interesting things that i think people are waking up to right now is you know for the interesting times that we've had for the past three years i think it's been at this grand opportunity for us to explore ourselves as humans and it probably was really, really uncomfortable for a lot of people to get super quiet, but coming out on the other side, realizing what it is you want, deserve, and will be and won't be. And that comes with it, then a whole new sense of like you're on, you're trying to ride again, you're trying to learn how to do everything over again. So, I, the other thing, and I'm kind of thinking out loud here is. I'm wondering if this is like this resurgence of now that things are starting to somewhat go back to the way they were in 2019. I'm not going to say go back to normal because I think that's the most asinine statement that we possibly could say. Yeah, But like, well, that's a whole other conversation. But a lot of people are having to go back into the office three times a week. They're having to um, just Get back into the way things were, again, 2019 timeframe, 2019 and years before. And with that, it started probably coming like this uncertainty again of like, wait, do I want this? What's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. Or thinking, oh, shoot, maybe I do need to go for this next thing so that I prove my worth and I'm here again. And And it just keeps coming back to, for me, kind of how we started this whole conversation of take a deep breath. And if you close your eyes, what is your internal dialogue? Like, get into the feeling of it. If you're feeling this, like, unworthiness, why? Ask why. Go deeper into it, right? Sink into it. Again, not to dwell and not to get all like victim mentality or anything like that. Just to maybe reclaim your power a little bit.
0: I think what you said about what we've collectively experienced over the past few years. is like we, you know, we learned one way or another something about ourselves and that could have been probably uncomfortable. Um, You know, some of us learned a lot about ourselves, you know, it was like, there was some, somebody you're on the spectrum somewhere there. And then you, you know, now how do you stay true to yourself and what you've learned about yourself? It's an interesting time of transition because you are going back to these sort of expectations of how you work, how you show up at the multi, you know, all the many things on your calendars and all that, like, okay, we're Mm -hmm. back at it. But what can you do for your, like to honor what you've learned about yourself and to carry that forward. And to, I mean, see where that goes, right. Like from here, you know, it's almost Mm -hmm. like, and it's hard because we want to go back to the same programming that feels safe and the same, you know, groove that we've had because it feels safe, but what is the greater opportunity here? Like what can come of this or you claiming that part of yourself? And when you're, I wanted to ask you when you're coaching people, I'm, I -hmm. know intuitively that you coach to an individual and not off of some checklist. But is there something that you can share with us in terms of your coaching style or what you have now adapted that is like, like you were just kind of laying out with evaluating and asking yourself, like, is there any kind of, and it may not be this simple, totally fine. Mm -hmm. Is there any kind of process that helps people when they feel stuck and they're not sure? You know how to trust themselves or how to get into that groove
1: yeah that's a good question so it's willingness on the part of the coachee to go there um And I have literally just yesterday, three different people, three totally different situations, right? Like underlying theme, similar. And I can tell you that one of them just can't see it. And just keeps looking to me going, yes, but this is why I need you to tell me the answers. Mm. And I said, I can't tell you the answer. It's not my job. I'm not a consultant. Not your mentor. I don't know anything about your work. So I can't mentor you in your job, right? Like, I don't know what a lean underwriting BBB does. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. So that may or may not be the answer you're looking for the process is this you listen and you ask questions but you ask the questions of what they're not saying so you if you're if you're the if your coach whoever your coach is if you have a coach is listening and i'll and i'll liken it to the yoga room right like i used to be able to see people and go hey Press into your back foot, right? And they'd be like, how do you know? Because I was was listening, but with my eyes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. It's the same tool. I sit across from people in the Zoom room and I watch their energy. I watch their emotions. I listen to the tonality of their voice. I pick up on keywords and I ultimately find the thing that they're talking over. And I go there, like I cut right into it. And then, and it's up to them if they want to go there or not. And as a coach and as any professional out there that is in this world of healing arts should be unattached and not affected by your personal outcome. Because ultimately it goes back to, this is up to you to identify, to want to go there. I'm guiding you to your solutions. I'm not telling you the solution. That's right. Sure. Sure. Do people ask me, oh, can you give me some journal? Like, yes, I will send journal prompts and I will send breathing exercise and things like that to help them in process, but it's not the solution. And Like we said, we were talking about in the beginning, we are so eager to look to someone Mm -hmm. else to tell us how we are supposed to be. And the more I allowed myself, thanks to one, removing myself from situations that made me feel like I was a little nutsy for being like so spontaneous and in the moment trying to feeling like I had to explain my process to people. Like everyone always wanted me to, I'm like, I can't, I can't tell you. I have no idea how to tell you how I'm doing these things. And I have learned I don't have to. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And it's not to be arrogant or anything. It's just, this is, and like what I love what you said about us is you have known me long enough to trust me. And really what I'm looking for now in life are people who are just gonna meet me and go, oh, I trust this person's like almost crazy ways, right? Because sometimes they are a little off the, but that's okay, because I like it like that. So for, for us as a whole, as we once again are going through transition, if this idea of am I good enough Am I worthy enough? just skip back, just close your eyes and think about what you learned about yourself when things got quiet mm-hmm. And does it still feel good? Is it still right for you? Are you able to be Holy you? Holy with a WH. Holy, <laughs> right? Holy yeah. you, the whole per- person, without compromising your truth. Yeah. And it's that- a loaded question. We're not going to mm-hmm. answer it today, right? Yeah. It's a practice. It's a, but this is what's on my mind.
0: It's peeling back one by one, you know, looking back at possibilities and feeling into it. And I think that there's, I was thinking about what you were sharing about people coming to you and saying, like, tell me how you do it. Mm -hmm. I understand that because in this, again, I'm just theorizing here. I don't necessarily know, but in the, again, human design perspective, you have a lot of definition in your chart, right? How many Mm -hmm. centers do you have
1: defined? Uh, I'm, I only have two undefined. So what I find So, seven defined so so it's interesting because
0: you and I are flipped so I have seven open Mm -hmm. two defined so it make because you're so consistent right and Mm -hmm. reliable in those centers that are defined it's like I can see I'm just again this is my own mind being curious about I wonder how many people come to you with a lot of openness that are like but tell me you know tell me that Mm that um that way that you, you get there because I know from my perspective, having all that openness, it's, it's like a, it's like a unresolved part of you that you feel like other people get so easily because you, you kind of see them come from that consistent place. And for me, it's like, there's so much possibility there. It's like, I take it all in and, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, not to go down it's too much overwhelming. Of the design. It is overwhelming. It is. No, but is. I mean,
1: I mean this is totally relevant, right? This, this piece of it, because I think it, it, it's, it is, I, I say, if everything's energy, then everything's an energetic problem. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, it, in fact, I'm going to be, um, leading a group of 50 to 50 to 60 entrepreneurs, some crazy millions of dollar businesses. And a few in, in March, I'm going to a conference and I'm going to be talking to them about how to use human design in their business. And it's all energy, right? It's all, are you using your energy the right way? Or or are you just like plopping a prescriptive, like every strong entrepreneur gets up at 530 in the morning? Right? Bullshit. They don't. Mm-hmm. They just don't. It's not for everybody, right? Not everybody works out at six o'clock in the morning. Not everybody can drink green smoothies or is a vegan or whatever the, right. the, the, the thing is. And it all comes down to, are you utilizing your energetics in the right way? to what for whatever purpose right whether it's evaluating your relationships well it's all relationships too right it's your relationships to money it's your relationship to belief on where you're going to take your profitability it's your relationship to your coworkers, to your customers whatever and it's our responsibility to understand our relationship to our energy Mm -hmm. and if everything's energy then everything's an energetic problem right down to me using my voice right now communicating with you so what you're saying is totally valid because if people are walking around with all this open energy, right, then they're they're the ones that are going to feel like I'm going to make a huge assumption that it's overwhelming and it might be like panic and an- anxiety ridden feeling, <laughs> right?
0: Welcome to my world. Yeah. Well, I would. I would wa- mm-hmm. I,
1: yes, right. Until you learn how to control that energy and know where you want your influence to come in from
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and I'll say while it does seem super sexy to be in so much control it's actually a lot <laughs> of times hard because I remember <laughs> in my early days of doing yoga teacher training I'd be like what is that person's problem why are they getting so emotional because I <laughs> had to find emotional so I was like well I had to literally teach myself tools So I could read a room to understand and to notice and pull someone aside and be like, hey, I'm noticing, right? Whereas when I didn't understand energy that way, I was just like, What's wrong with this person? uh, This is so fascinating
0: to me. I could totally I could totally kick out on this whole topic with you all day long because it is so fascinating to see how these things play out in the real world and how they work both for us and
1: and against us and against us at times. well, so, and here's what I say about human design. I say to everybody, I'm like, don't all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm supposed to be this. Way. No, <laughs> don't, don't do, don't pull that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Get real in tune with your own specific, mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's, I listen, I see lots of generators who look like projectors. And the only thing that makes them a generator is they've got that sacral energy, but they are wide open spaces.
0: It's very layered. It's very nuanced. It's not, it's even, yeah, you can look at certain things. And I think this whole topic of placing generalizations is really interesting. I think it's a a thread for Mm -hmm. us that has connected us because I, you know, look, we've been through things. We've seen each other go through various struggles. We've seen each other have various victories and, Mm -hmm. I think one thing, and again, I I think this is a reflection of what is also happening at large, but I've seen it like in terms of just, you and I have always been, I don't know, somehow on parallel progressions to a certain degree about this sort of thing. And maybe it's not just specific to us is what I'm saying. Like it's probably happening like around us. right? But we're picking up on, we used to be so generalized with blanket ways, let's say, approaches Mm -hmm. to back what you were saying about your one you know uh, the way yoga was taught general Mm -hmm. this is what you do
1: Mm -hmm. the way you
0: eat right Mm -hmm. certain Mm -hmm. things you do to take care of yourself in terms of exercise or self-care and now this is so right on time as we are transitioning towards that next era that happens in this is again another conversation but in 2027 yep we are concluding from human design perspective a 400 year cycle and we're going into uh-huh. another cycle that is all about honoring the individual and it's I mean uh-huh. it also is like more of small collaborative economy kind of right so we're taking those uh-huh. big huge uh-huh. globalizations and and statements that are sweeping statements and now we're peeling back and we're saying but wait a minute no 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 like just because, and and it's all juxtaposed against social media too, because we see constantly what everyone else is doing. And I think a lot of them have very, you know, there's neutral intentions about it. But when you see someone that's like prescribing any sort of dogmatic way, it's like, well, okay, that works for you. And that's awesome that you're getting that result, but it's it's a huge leap it's a huge leap mm-hmm. to say everyone and and look yeah I've done this in various ways I'm yeah. totally calling myself out here like I have tried things I've seen trends I've gone for it it's been but at the end of the day I I had to take and this is again a vein of what you said earlier it's about taking self responsibility and saying oh that's easy for her to to just tell me go eat this food, go do this exercise, but it's up to me. It puts that responsibility back on the person. And that's where we're going. And I think that that is what is so awesome about what you're doing in the world. You are really helping transition that, Mm. you know, pad that for people so that they are feeling like, okay, I I got this. Like I can, I I see that I can, I can, uh, you know, that tracks and that is, Mm on me
1: yeah thanks for that um well that shares yes so that the piece on the prescriptive you know um this is what we're supposed to be doing this you know drink the celery juice whatever no wonder so many people struggle with imposter syndrome right because You're like, right. but this isn't working for me. What's wrong with me? Right, right. What must be wrong with me? Because the medical medium says, and you're like, but it didn't work for me. Or whoever, I I don't know. I said celery juice. So that's why I pulled him out. But oh, no cool. wonder yeah. so many, yes. No wonder so many people feel it because social media is a bunch of generalizations and it's a bunch of, this new age of the influencer who really have no responsibility or credentials to be selling you the athletic greens that are going to change your microbiome, that are going to totally change your life. No, that's wrong. It's not. It's not true. <laughs> like you got to go take personal responsibility for yourself. It might work for some. That's, that's right. right. And then the second piece of what you said is. You know, transition to um, people taking personal responsibility for themselves. And one of the things that has been fascinating for me to watch, (laughs) just if I think about my career, I used to sit for 25-hour weekends Anywhere from seven to 15 men and women would plop down in front of me on a Friday night after just working for a week at whatever their job was. And I would literally go around in a circle and say, How are you, really? And people would start crying. People would start sharing. Some people never got there because they just, couldn't they didn't know how and now I'm sitting one-on-one with men and women sometimes in conference rooms I had an interesting moment last week this girl was on a call with me and every time she was talking about something to me she started whispering and she was in a conference room and I said I said you know no one can hear us she goes well I don't really know that's the truth (laughs) So there's this, like, they don't even feel like they can speak normally to me. They're in a private one-on-one coaching session with me with the doors closed. She's got her headset on. No one can hear me because I'm speaking into her headset. Mm-hmm. And then she's whispering back to me. Right. What she really wants to be saying.
0: Yes. Her, her so truth is, uh, her truth is
1: being stifled. Yes. Even though she wasn't saying anything negative or bad about anything, but like her desire is, looks a little different than what the world wants from her right now. Mm -hmm. And she's conflicted with what to do with that. So it's this, these moments where I get to sit and really have an hour dedicated to one person with the prompt. And it's always the same. What are we going to talk about today? And man, people need to be heard. They need to be felt supported. And at the same time, not just given, we'll go put this band aid on, Mm -hmm. come back to me in (laughs) four weeks, and we'll see how it's healing.
0: Well, people again, and I think what we're bumping up against is that there's no problem with information. There's a massive, oh, yeah. massive amount of information available now to all of us at our fingertips. And why I think you can make the case, although another podcast perhaps in the future would be about the coaching industry in itself, but I think one can make the case for coaching is that that is where you deliver transformation. Mm-hmm. You take that because if that person just if information was good enough, it's it's it, you know we'd all be masters, right? We'd all be, but we yep. need that. We need that skilled, trained, <laughs> and you know a, a person who has that level of. And really, what comes through about you that, like I've known you a long time. I you know I've mm-hmm. seen like you've seen me go through growth, the maturity that you have to be able to bring people through transformation is, it's, 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 it's a gift for you. And it's, I'm like sitting here, like, kind of like, huh, taking this all in, in the moment, Marcia, I really am. I love this, uh, this conversation, all of it. And I feel like we could talk all day, of course, already past yeah. our time, I guess, but Is there anything, as we wrap up, that you want to get out and share or on your heart? Ah.
1: Don't waste time. And... I'll credit that to the great old Andre Lapa. Be um, protective of where, who, how you give your time and energy. Pay attention very closely to when you walk in rooms You're invited to do something, how it makes you feel. And if you are someone who is struggling with imposter syndrome, not feeling good enough, know that it is a process of unwinding and unfolding, And only you have the ability to do that for yourself. And don't waste time. Just don't waste time. Because, and this isn't a life is short. That's not, that's not what I mean by that. I mean, you've said it a couple of times. You and I have been friends for a long time, right? And it's not because you and I spent time well, we might have a little bit in the middle, sitting around talking about other people <laughs> and wasting time on frivolous things, right? And, and again, I, I say that semi-jokingly because we all were of the human condition. We're going to go through it, but pay attention to that. Like, who do you break that cycle with faster? Where do you get to the more important conversations? Who can actually be that person or those people in your life? that really truly support you and 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 when you see those moments popping in that maybe make you feel doubt or insecure or whatever who can you turn to what tools do you have for yourself to get you out of those cycles and because social media is such a thing, like I'm not saying don't have social media, but curate your social media. You don't need to take in all the noise, particularly if you're a very open human, as my dear friend Renee is. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Or have been conditioned conditioned Mm -hmm. to listen to other people before you listen to yourself. So just this idea of, you know, don't waste time go slow. So it doesn't, mean I don't mean like go fast to the next thing, but like, go slow, take your time, learn, grow and honor you. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, just be soft with yourself. That's it. That's,
0: that's beautiful. So if people are looking to connect with you and what you've got going on, where's the best place for them to do that?
1: Um, Instagram and my website, We'll it. Do in... you need me to spell that out? You put it in the show. I'll, <laughs> I'll
0: put it I'm, in the show. I'm, I'm,
1: I am, I am my name on Instagram on facebook on my my website on linkedin so i don't have like a like another name or anything like that it's just straight up Marsha hoffines that's how Got you it. can find me
0: i love it that's that should be the title of this episode straight up Marsha
1: hoffines <laughs> straight up Marsha hoffines i mean that's kind of brilliant too <laughs> good it writes itself thank you my dear i'm so
0: happy Thanks to have been here me. with you that was fun mm-hmm. Thank you till next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post on social media or leave a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at Feelgood with Renee. Thanks again and I will see you next time.